Are you deprived, perhaps discombobulated, maybe even distracted? You want more from life, from relationships, from God. Whether you're in a season searching for purpose or perhaps know your purpose but feeling lackluster or lost in the execution of it, this podcast was created for you. In fact, this isn't just a podcast, it's a movement, and we're on a mission to find the lost, welcome them in, and launch them into their greatest destiny, fully found in Him and founded on the rock. This is a table for a multitude of marketplace ministers to come together for fresh revelation, resources, and revival. Get ready to catch the fire and live fully free, fully found. This is the Founder Collective. Welcome back to the Founder Collective podcast. It's me and Jay Stallings today. Tamara's still out. She's, I don't know, hobnobbing around the world, jet setting, doing something, and leaves us with the mundane task of coming and hanging out with you. But you know what? Bro, I dig these times together. I love just sitting and talking. You know, me and you can chat it up. Uh, All day. The breeze. And, and from day one, what we've really said is we talk about some stuff, up, downs, ins, and outs. We are, are not afraid to share our journeys, our struggles. We say some stuff sometimes that our mamas are probably not proud of. But I guarantee every time we walk away, it's like, man, somebody probably needs to hear that. So that was the birth of this podcast with Tamara kind of as our moderator and for what she does in business and what we do in ministry and all of that coming together in this beautiful um, collection of voices, of conversations. And that's what this is all about. So, bro, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I am planning on getting these kids back into school. Bro, we, we're slowly moving. I feel like every week is like dragging by, but you get yours in a week earlier than mine. I get an extra week we're about to go on vacation and get a, some time away. Um, but yeah, you got to be in, you got to plan for these things. You know, I want to talk about this today. Planning's kind of at the forefront where I was kind of thinking, um, I'm going to jump right in with this scripture because any churchy people in the room is going to know this scripture. Because they heard this preach to get them fired up all the time. Uh, we've been involved in some Pentecostal church in our life. And this is one of those that will set a fire. Fire. Yeah. This and that. What's the uh, the organ key that you hit? The, the revival key. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, A flat. <laughs> a flat. And this scripture, bro, you can erupt for two weeks worth. I remember as a kid, you knew when this scripture and that chord was hit, you were not doing, you were playing outside for a week. Football yeah. with the neighbors out the window. You were going to be in church. 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 Because I'm going to read this scripture real quick. Jeremiah. Mm, there it is. <laughs> 29 <laughs> and 11 says. <laughs> as for I know the plans I have for you. <laughs> Declares <laughs> the Lord. Plans for welfare. Can you hear welfare? And not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. There Come is on. hope in the Lord today. That's how we used to hear it, right? That yeah, is yeah, a powerful yeah. scripture. I want to read it about again. It. A little less uh, Pentecostal for you. Churchy. <laughs> Pentecostal. <laughs> <laughs> for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. That is powerful. You need to understand that. This is given to a group of people. Go read the context in Jeremiah. There's a group of people who were in exile with no plan for the foreseeable future other than like, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, sorry, you're stuck in exile. You're, you're out of your country. 
effective slavery. It's a nice version of slavery, but effectively slavery. And in this moment, Jeremiah is trying to tell him there's something better. For I know the plans yeah. I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So what he's saying is don't look at what's in front of you. I got something better for you. But now to get the context, because when we talk about planning, this just as churchy as this scripture can be. How many people have you seen in your life, bro, through the married of church and even outside of church, the spiritual people? Uh, now we we come in contact with a lot of people who are really getting this new agey and this this higher power, the universe, the universe has a plan for me, all these things. So there's people who are really spiritual and like there's universe has a plan for me. And they just kind of sit back on their hands and just let the world go. And they have no plans in their life other than what's happening to them. I think in all of it, like you have to be active. I th- yeah, the, the Lord has a plan for you, right? But I think that what happens is that we're just trying to let him, we're trying to let him take the blame for our laziness. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, if, if I right? fail and come short, I was on the Lord's plan, I was on the Lord's dime, on the Lord's time. If I fail, it's his fault. Because we weren't listening to the Holy Spirit. Like the, in the, in the, I think the only time that we've ever heard that it that he rested is like on the seventh day he rested. You know what I mean? But the whole other time he was active, getting things done, making plans. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that that's what we have to do uh, in our lives. Like, we have to plan it out. I think that yes, we do need prayer. Like, Lord, uh, this is this is what you have gifted me to do. Like, so. I use this thing called planning center. Uh, as a worship leader, there's always songs that have to plan out, plan out sets. And you've seen me lead worship. I, I, I have a plan, but I'm also listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Yeah. Right. I'm asking him, what songs do you want to minister to? What is what is the preacher saying? What, how do you want me to help the preacher in and giving people context of the scripture, giving people context of what we're worshiping into, who we're worshiping, how do I give people those contexts? And for that, you need a plan. You can't just fly by the seat of your pants and be like, well, I'm just going to show up and play in this key and be fine. Like, it doesn't work you like that. You get A flat, you're okay. <laughs> I sing in A flat. I know you do. <laughs> That's the sound of heaven. <laughs> For those of you that don't have your tickets to Founder Comedy, no, you better you gotta get them. You to heaven sound. Get them planned. We want you to plan to be there. So I think that it takes, like, yes, the Lord is planning my future, but that doesn't mean that I don't have to partner with him. Yeah. I mean, look at Jesus. Jesus said, come follow me. In other words, I got a plan and I'm going to walk it out. You can be a part of the plan or you can just stay here. I think that's where a lot of people are stuck that they feel like, um, I'm saved. I got Jesus. Um, and I'm just going to be, I'm good right here to operate. And like, bro, you are so just, I'm going to say worthless. Like there's a lot of worthless Christians out there because they ain't doing nothing with what they got, but it takes some planning. I almost think it's like this, like Jesus starts walk this path and then we're frustrated because we're like, well, I don't know, because now we don't physically have this Jesus. I wish we were like the disciples and we just had this dude just walking out yeah. in front of us and we just yeah. follow him literally. But the plan but I mean, like, is laid I think that we have the example, like he already did it. 100%, he, but we're we so scared because we don't have this physical 
person walking in front of us. So what if I get it wrong? So I think it's like this plan and we start walking. And if you you thought about it, you see this one line and then you see this other line that's never, unless you're just perfect, going to be right on top of the other line. It's going to be a little off to the left. And then it's okay. Keep walking because you'll get these nudges to come back the opposite direction. So our path almost looks like his is straight and we're kind of this jagged line across his back and forth because we're going to continually fall short, go a little hard right, go a little hard left. And it's okay. That's the purpose. But you got to begin to plan to say, okay, I'm moving. And then start moving and then be okay. Like, well, I was planning to go here. And then you get to this place of nudge where you're like, okay, my plan's probably not the best one right now. I'm going to make some shifts and go back this way. But it takes planning to get from A to B. Like, it's not just walking with your head in the cloud and saying, well, I hope everything goes okay. Like being intentional with your time. You know, the last episode, we talked about the value of people and how we planning helps you do that. That's why we're stuck in our phones so many times is because we haven't planned it out. So we're constantly in reaction mode, even to our schedule, to our lack thereof of a plan. But when you walk in with a plan, then you give God the ability to correct it, to give course corrections to what you're doing. Um, A lot of people even get stuck in that mindset of that scripture that says, be still and know that I'm God. There's a whole lot of people who are still, still waiting on God to show up. And he's like, that's not what I was talking about. I meant to calm your mind, your, your spirit, everything that you got going on crazy inside of you. Don't be afraid to walk, though, like because if you calm that, then you can hear when the captain calls down and says, okay, we're going to make a rudder shift to the right, and we're going to push you back closer to my lip. But you got to be quiet in your head to hear that, but you're still moving. A ship, I was was in the Navy for 21. I did aircraft carriers. An aircraft carrier doesn't turn its heading when it's still. It's moving. And the rudders of the ship are right behind the propellers so it doesn't take a huge rudder shift to get it to move it takes a very little rudder shift because of where they're at for that water to flow through and turn the ship something that big just takes little shifts to turn it a long ways but i think so many people are like trying to make turns and shifts in their schedule and they're planning moments and they're dead still. And he's like, no, you'll never know where you need to go. If you're not moving in a direction, if you're not missing it and going the wrong direction, that's when you know, oh crap, I got to get back, back to center. Yeah. Yeah. I think that reminds me of um, a parable that was in the Bible about the 12. Oh gosh, you're always the parable guy. You're the the parable version of Jesus. (laughs) Let me tell you the story. That's how the Lord... That's how the Lord talks to me. I know. Right? That's why I love you so much. You're storytelling. Uh, but it's like half of them were ready and had a, they planned out and had enough oil. and But half of them didn't and had to go back and they missed. They missed it. They missed when the doors were closed. And that's not what the Lord is talking about. Like you have to plan it out. Like I know that I'm coming back. But, but I want you to plan it out. I want you to plan what you're going to do with your life. I want you to partner with me as I breathe on the things that you're saying. Like, what what does the Lord want? I want to partner with him. Like, I, I had a plan. I had a plan, Anthony. Me and you both had a plan a few years ago. We were going to be pastoring together. I was going to be the worship leader. You were going to be the pastor. 
and we had a plan. That's the direction that we thought we were going, but yeah. that didn't happen in those ways. We are still doing what the Lord called us to do, but it didn't plan out the way that we planned it. How much good was in our version of the plan, though? How much did we learn in that season? Because that's the it thing. Like when you're walking, even if you're because we didn't walking, stop, we didn't stop planning. We stop. kept walking in the direction of what we were seeing. And then the but everything that we everything that we did on that trajectory together, the Lord is using now and and together and in different parts of ministry. Bro, would you have ever thought we'd be uh co-leading a business faith conference? Like, nope. Yeah. Not even that was never our trajectory because we we were churched we knew church that so we were kind of stuck in even that and now God's expanded that um, but yeah we were planned we were moving we were doing something towards something and I think that's the other piece I want to talk about is it's okay to have a plan with somebody I think so many people are hesitant to go in and plan with somebody because well what if they fail what if they come short it's okay. It's okay to have short-term plans with somebody. It's okay to start something and then get to a place and realize, okay, this isn't it, and start a new plan. Like, it, you don't have to go through completion of what you thought it should be. Like, let's constant conversation. If you're moving with somebody, if you're planning with somebody, this could be with your spouse even. If you're planning with somebody, there has to be constant conversation between the two of you to know if that plan's still moving on or if you got to make a shift. Like, too many people get stuck where they just sabotage the plans because there was no communication, if you really get to it, instead yeah. of realizing, okay, this this has a time limitation on it. I could just yeah, walk away from it now, or I could go through the completion of this and then reevaluate and say, okay, we're in a safe place. Now, where do we go? Okay, this isn't a good connection anymore. I'm going to go this way and you can go that way. That's fine. But it requires the the planning to say, okay, putting time constraints, we're going to go from here to here, and then we're going to reevaluate. Not having this plan that just goes now till eternity, but putting those um, moments in there is like, I'm going to evaluate where we're at, what we need to do, what course change. Like, that's okay in your planning is to yeah. build those. That's why, you know, they talk about the short-term and the long-term goals. Um, sometimes we spend so much time on our long-term goals because that's where the success lies. Like, oh, this is where I want to be in five to 10 years. But we need to put victory. But how do you get that from at that point? I know what I want to do five to 10 years, but what is the first step? What's the yeah. first step that I take? Where's the first one that cripples that us? You know what I'm saying? It's the crippling step. You said you're about step. to go on vacation, right? And you're you're taking the family, right? Everybody's going. Yeah. Correct? Unless they that get voted off the somebody. island today. One <laughs> <laughs> of them kids mess me up. I don't know. Sometimes vacations definitely feel like you're <laughs> my plan so has like, now been like, what? why did I decide to drive with all these kids in the car? We have updated the passenger list and you it, are not on it. You are right, the weakest so like, link for my older kids, like they're older for my little for my younger ones for my eight-year-old and my four-year-old, I have to do a lot more for them than I have to do for my older kids. But yeah. my older kids, I still have to say like, okay, here's a list of things that you're going to need. Do you have all these things? A checklist, right? I can't do that for the little kids. I have to actually grab the things, put them in, 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 in their perspective places. The older kids, I can give them a list, but I don't hold their hand through it. And what I think really that's what the Lord is, is teaching them to plan. 
Right. In our plan, he's like, if your maturity in me, right? Like at first he had to hold our hands all the way through every step. But now he's saying, here's the checklist, right? That's yeah. the plan. And I think that, but we still have to do it. We're, he's given us the list, but we have to check it off. Like, okay, God, you're saying this. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go to my first point, right? And sometimes, like, I have to do that. Uh, like, I'll have a schedule of all these set lists I have to plan for these different churches that I'm helping or I'm going into or teaching their worship teams. And I, I, some, I can't get to this one until I reach the first one. Yeah. Right. I can't plan the six months out one when I need to plan the first month. True. And I think we get really, really uh, into this place where I guess I got to plan the six months and we forget about the first month. And then so we get derailed and never get to the six months because we run out of gas. Yeah. And, and you know, think of the context of the fame like you were talking with your kids. I think we miss this in business sometimes. We get to this place because we kind of know the plan. We know where we're going. And we expect everybody in the group to just jump in and be able to walk it out. But every situation, especially if your business has been going for a while, and you, and I know we'll have a lot of people on here that um, have been doing this. Entrepreneurs do it by themselves for a long time. And then there comes a place where they want to bring on people with them. And I think they feel like that person they hire needs to be at their level, be in their mindset. But it is the transition. It may not be as long as we go through with our kids, where our kids, depending on who they are, for a while, we have to walk them and, and teach them and hand feed them and all the things. Every process, discipling is the word I'm going to use because discipleship is not this super spiritual term. It is It means to teach. Disciples are learners. So everybody that comes under you is trying to learn yeah. something, whether it's learn the vision of your company, learn what you do, how you do it, why you do it. Discipleship is that place. Our children, we disciple them from day one. We're teaching them how to do the basics of things to get to a place where they can wipe their own butt and we don't have to wipe it anymore. So they can feed themselves what they need to eat, not what they want to eat. Get them to that place. So when you invite somebody into your corporation, like for you, Jay, when you invite somebody to come onto a worship team with you, there is some hand holding at first. And we got to be okay with that. We got to wipe some. Yeah mental or not spirit, yep. not physically, but wipe some butts. You got to do the dirty work, teach them again. <laughs> the basic. <laughs> I hope you ain't wiping your coworkers butts, but I'm not um, waving a group person. <laughs> oh, we say that you say that it comes. Things that our mamas might be disappointed in. There it is. Remember that part in the beginning? Yep. It, it's going to happen. We're going to say there something. We got one. We got one. Always got one. Usually we'll have more. All right. Quick interruption. But actually, it's not really an interruption. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper. Not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family. Be a part of the foundation of what the Founder Collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19. That we are found in Him. That we are a family and operating as one on the foundation of Christ with Him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. 
And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly founder collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. Additionally, we're inviting you to our annual conference. This is be our third annual conference. You can go to thefoundercon.com. Again, that's thefoundercon.com. And you'll get to hear people like Jay worship and teach and share from his testimony. Anthony, Pastor Anthony, the bearded wonder. (laughs) He's going to come to you with his fiery flaming shoes and his voice and the belly, the fire that's within his belly comes out in such a dynamic way when it's on stage. Myself, my team, and all the incredible people who are part of this family, it's not just us. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. But I encourage you to begin oh, to look at the people you invite <laughs> into your workspace. I don't care what they did, how successful they were in doing it. But if you're a leader of an organization, if you're a leader of a group, when you invite somebody in, there will be a little bit of handholding up front. How well you communicate the why and the why to in that moment, building that vision in them. This is where I'm at a place now with our church. I've realized that I've got to begin to speak into this vision to people if I'm going to invite them to come along with me. Otherwise, I'm out in front and they're just right. me go. And that's a frustrating burden place. They don't know what's going everything. on. We're not inviting them. Right, right. Yeah. So if there is some some basic communication. It's like sitting down with your kid, like, look at my lips. Today, Junior, like really breaking it down, but in simple terms, speaking what you're trying to say, giving them the ball and letting them run with it. But it is the passing, the transition, and it comes with that planning moment. Because if you don't plan that out, that can be frustrating, even those little basic steps. But planning that into your day, Um, if you're a minister, planning those discipling moments to sit around a table and have coffee with somebody, with your kids. Spending the communication times, planning those basic things out, because it only helps your planning down the road when they're able to jump in now and help you plan. But you have to build that in. Yo, so that brings me to this point I was thinking. The other day I was in Walmart, right? And, you know, I've been on this, uh, you know, just trying to lose weight, eat healthier, more vegetables. Doctor was like, your blood pressure is high. This is what you could do to work on it. And so I've been taking taking those roles, right? And I'm in uh, Walmart the other day and I'm like, I need some new swimming trunks. Like, but I want them to look like regular shorts. I don't really want them to look like swimming trunks. I'm like, sometimes I do these services called boat church and get on these boats and I, I still want to look nice. He can't wear his speed not, when he's leading worship at the boat church. No, 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 can't do that. No, no, because they'll be paying attention to the wrong thing. Keep your <laughs> the mind. Holy Spirit would Keep fall your mind on Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and like for me, like people don't know, but like, you know, I've been a I've been a bigger guy all pretty much for a long time. And like you get the confidence that you have trying on clothes, you don't have any confidence. You're like, this is not gonna fit me. 
but it was six dollars. They were having the shorts on sale, and I'm like, should I get a 44 or a 42? And I'm like, you know, I've been eating right. I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. I think I can fit into a 42. And I'm like, no, my self-confidence, right, started saying, no, you can't fit into that. Get a 44. And I've learned to listen to the Holy Spirit, even in the small things, right? Because then I know in the big, and I think that's what we, we get away from listening to him in the small things. Like, oh, he doesn't need to make those decisions. I'll make that. And I just heard, you've been doing good. You, you can fit a 42. And I got them, right? And I came home and, and I went to go try it on. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to fit these. My Still that self-doubt, the enemy yeah. had done planted that seed. And now it's like festering and growing. He don't even have to blow on it anymore because I'm doing it, right? Oh, yeah. And I get in the bathroom and I put them on and I'm like, I can fit these. They were the 42s. And I hear the Holy Spirit was like, you can trust what I'm saying to you. You know what I mean? And I think that's the thing. I think in our planning, we have to ask the Lord, we have to ask God to, we need to hear your voice. But if we're, we're not going to listen to him in the small things, we're definitely not going to listen to him in the big things. And we can't just ask the big things. I can't just call you as my brother every time something bad happens. Yeah. Sometimes I just have to call and check up on you. And that has to be our plan. That's where our plan has to start out with. And I'm going to plan to get closer to the Lord so that I can, I know what his voice is and that my voice and insecurity and negative talk will not become the voice of the Lord for me. Yeah. So that brings you right to the meat of what this scripture was talking about, Jeremiah 20, 11. Right before that, he says, when 70 years are completed, I will visit you. He's put them on mm -hmm. a time. I need you to walk this out because right before they said, I need you to be a blessing in Babylon. I need you to get a job. Go and do things. We're in this place of exile. But right after that, um, in verse 13, he says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Everybody wants to plan mm. a future and a hope, but nobody wants to seek him. And what you're talking about is in the little Whoa. things, like really giving them that full access. That's when you tap into the plan for future and hope. That's when you get to that place of like, wow, Jay, I don't want you to be satisfied with a 42, but you need to celebrate this, this spot in the road. But there's a 40 in your future because now I need you to plan for that. Yeah. You begin to build a plan for that future and hope that this is not where I'm at. This I'm going to celebrate this moment because I'm better than I used to be, but I'm still looking up and not looking back. Like your plans begin to shift towards something, not away from something. And that's what planning And we're really talking about does. a 40 in belt side, not the 40 malt liquor. <laughs> no. <talking> about the <laughs> 40s will not get you closer to a 40. That gets you back. To I the just wanted house. to clear that up. <laughs> you drinking them forty waddies? You going back to the forty four quick? <laughs> oh, B, here we are, and now, another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had three or four mama moments in this one. They just shaking. Their so. <laughs> if it ain't mama, it's the church mama. Yeah, okay with that. <laughs> in our church, Morgan's become the church mama. She's over there, like, I can't believe you just said that. I mean, like she, but she's always been that. Like I know. <laughs> like 
I, I, all the Adam Sandler movies, I forget. There was one movie where every time he does something, everybody's like, oh, it's a Happy Gilmore. Every time he does something of the course, everybody's like, that's my I think life. I, that's what we, then I start looking for it. Like, did I get one? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I get, like, my mom, my mom, like, shut up, boy, is my favorite thing. Like, so, like, I'll get her to that point. I'm like, yes. I got to shut up, boy. <laughs> See, my mom is the opposite. She just laughs at everyone. My dad's the one. My dad just tell my mom, stop laughing at him. You're only making it worse. But I just get her laughing so hard. And that I know when she's laughing, I'm probably doing something wrong. Because my dad's the one over there like, boy. That's all I get now is, boy. Uh, I hope we've helped you today. I, I mean, yeah. we laugh a lot around here. We, we're real, if nothing else. Um, but I want to encourage you to stop and take a note of your life. Are you really building some plans, putting some things in place? And if you have people in your life, are they a part of that process? Are you help? Because it will take, take loads off of you, building that plan moving forward. But also, don't get so trapped in your plan that you miss a moment that shifts and changes. Also, don't get a moment in your in your planning that there may be a hiccup or a pause that there actually is purpose in. It doesn't change your whole plan but it may build you up for something that's down the road for the next part of your plan. It may be God shifting you completely, or it may just be him shaking you up a little bit to be ready for what comes next. Because even in your plan, there's the uncertainties. That's where when we lean on God and he has that future and that hope for you, when you seek him, that's when you become uh, able to walk through anything a little bit easier. That's when he puts people like Jay in your life that's in mine. That when I'm walking through that stuff, that I don't have to do it alone. That's the purpose of this, building a village around you with people who can challenge you, uh, fresh perspectives, eye-opening things. They can see it through a different lens because that helps you begin to build a plan that's not just based on what you know, but it's more in tune to what he wants to do in your life. Yep. Jay, I love this, bro. I love just spending time with you. We don't do it enough, but every time we do, I walk away filled up. Let's go. Let's go. Me too, brother. Me too. Hope y'all have a great week and we'll catch you again on the Founder uh, Collective Podcast. Please join us in November for FounderCon. If you've not, if you haven't got your tickets yet, you can go to uh, the the show notes on here that will give you the website, the link to go to that. It will also give you this, the link to come and join us every Wednesday on the founder collective table, uh, where we just sit and talk about business and life just like this, uh, a little more open conversation with more people. It's just a beautiful place where people come in. We bring our wins, our losses every week. We have somebody that comes in maybe with a need and it ain't always me or Tam or Jay, somebody, anybody that's in that room always has something to help somebody else. Two things you got to learn when you're in a conversation. You have something to bring. You have something to gain. If you walk through your life like that, watch out. Watch what can happen as you begin to learn and grow and help those around you learn and grow as well. God bless you. Have an amazing week. This is the Founder Collective. 